Hey everybody, sorry to be a little bit late tonight. Uh, just some real life work stuff, so that's just sort of how it goes some days. But anyway, excited to be on tonight and uh, just talk a little bit about drifting with some people. Uh, tonight we got Tristan McLennan coming on, talking about his program. I see he just joined. Of course we got Tony coming in, so we're just going to let him in and Tristan. for this stuff to all join up here. Right on, right on cue. Stick transition there, buddy. You're getting better at this. See? Not too bad. How's it going today? <laughs> Not too bad, buddy. How are you doing? We're uh, one, one week closer to drifting. That's right. You know, it's coming along pretty good. I'm still pretty excited to see uh, uh, Formula Drift next weekend. I'm looking forward to that starting out. Uh, just got Tristan... Coming on there, except Tim. There we go. Hello. Sorry to be a little bit late, guys, but uh, you know how it goes with real life and work, uh, trying to fund all the different uh, projects and stuff like that. So thanks for uh, hanging around and waiting 10 minutes to, to jump on. So why don't you introduce yourself and a little bit about the car that you drive? Yeah, so um, I'm Tristan McLennan, like you said. Um, I got a 1997 Nissan Laurel, um, pretty uncommon chassis to competitive drifting at least. Um, and I've had that car for going on about six years now, been driving it in spec D for two seasons now. Last year was my first um, full pro series uh, running with you guys. And uh, yeah, I've made some big changes over uh, this winter to be a bit more competitive um, after kind of seeing what the other guys are bringing to the table um, and seeing kind of where we need to adapt to be uh, a bit more competitive there with the, that chassis. So how'd you finish off the uh, 2022 season? Um, so we finished off the season pretty good. We, uh, we qualified, I believe, eighth at the um, spec D shootout there and finished fourth overall. Um, which like I couldn't be more happy with uh, the car, the team, the the results for that. Like it was uh, the first event we kind of had everybody together mm -hmm. um, and like trying to figure out the spotting and the mechanics and like what breaks on the car, what um, what we need for spares package, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, we, we finished out pretty strong with that. And then uh, obviously went to Strato Bash to uh, kind of, kill the car, kill the arrow, kill all the tires we have left and, uh, and then give it a good refresh for, uh, this upcoming season. So, um, yeah, we were, we were really stoked with, uh, with how we ended up with, uh, the shootout last year and we're really looking forward to try and get, uh, a top spot and get on, uh, get that license this year. Excellent. Well, I was just, uh, thinking there, you made changes to be more competitive, but yeah, you finished off fourth. I mean, for most of us, that's a pretty good showing. And I think, up in the judges' uh, tower when we were watching you drive, I don't think it was anything too much on the car. So, I mean, if you got more out of the car, I think that's going to be a really good year. And uh, we're excited to see you out there driving as well. I think it'll be a good time. Um, so a little bit about your, your motor and stuff like that. What are you running in, in that car? Um, so last season, we were running just a stock bottom end RB25. Um, had a, a mildly built head, like, kind of a super tech catalog in there uh, for the full valve trains and Tomei pond cams. Um, we got uh, a pretty small Borg Warner 257 SXE turbo. Okay. Um, trying to have a, a little bit more of that low to mid range to keep up with the, the, those V8 power bands. Um, so I'm not having to dance on the pedal so much. Sure, sure. Um, but this year we, uh, we ended up going with the RB26 uh, bottom end, fully forged, uh, manly rod, super tech pistons. Um, so we'll have uh, a bit more strength down there. We're, we're planning on running it on ethanol um, and uh, see if we can bring a wider power band with that and um, just a, a little bit more stability when we're not kind of like, I'm, when I'm coming up against guys like Aaron, we're turning it up a bit and the stock, stock bottom end was a little, you know, questionable. And uh, <laughs> so at least this way we'll have um, a good base to be able to turn it up if we need. Um, and, uh, yeah, hopefully we can have some more power to, to compete with some of those bigger uh, horsepower cars. Right, right. right on. Well, I just want to jump in really quick and uh, say a huge congratulations to having our first non-V8 driver on the uh, weekly show. So that's 
you get my full vote there, and I'm very happy to hear something different than other than, oh, yeah, this is my LS that I got out of my Tim Hortons idling truck. Yeah. Um, so that's refreshing. That's that's beautiful. Um, so I wanted to bug you a little bit before Sean goes on here. Uh, you kind of undersold yourself a little bit, Tristan. Let's talk about, um, you know, this is your first season, you know, at the helm of your own program, driving in the seat. But let's you try you shy away from this. But talk about being a spotter in Formula Drift Japan. Like you've seen the best in the business. What from that did you take into your own program, and how do you compare the two now, having driven a full season? Um, yeah, it's totally fair. I mean, I do kind of like put it uh, a bit behind just because I wasn't driving, but um, I was yeah a uh, spotter for Andy um, Bandanian for the 2019 Power Vehicles uh, full Formula Drift Japan season. Um, we did end up clinching the Formula Drift Japan championship that year with Andy. Um, so that was, that was really great. And to be able to be behind the scenes in a program that large scale, um, I think I was really able to take away kind of what um, it all takes behind the scenes to be able to make a program like that work. Um, where like just the, the car prep, what you're doing for like maintenance check-ins after event, pre-event, um, what you're bringing to an event, like the spares packages, um, obviously they're on a bit of a different level than uh, most of us would be able to uh, financially be. Um, but yep. you can kind of take away like how they gauge that program and where they're, they're figuring out what they need to be bringing or um, how they're communicating with the team, where they're delegating work, um, and kind of bring that into a smaller format to be able to work with our program. Um, but it was definitely uh, a huge help to be able to see that program and see how they work. And um, especially with someone as uh, decorated as Andy is, um, to be able to kind of just figure out what it takes to get to that level. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a great, uh, great learning experience for me. And um, yeah, it was a, an unbelievable year to be able to be uh, a part of a full Formula Drift team. Um, and so we're just, yeah, trying to keep those notes and, and kind of touch base with Andy here and there and the, the guys to uh, see how I can help my program and, uh, and what we need to kind of excel and keep pushing a little harder. Yeah, no, that's, I think that's an awesome way to put all of that, man. And, uh, you know, and I wanted to know just before we let to let you go for Sean's next round of questions is what's hanging around that kind of environment. Obviously, Andy runs the chaser over there in Formula Japan. You, you're surrounded more by the bigger body Japanese cars. Did that inspire your car like choice in the C35? Um, maybe a little bit. Yeah, like, um, uh, so I, I did have the C35 actually before I went to Japan. Um, I ended up having the chassis and it did kind of solidify that I like sedans. Like I spent that whole year, I have a Jason X 100 Mark II um, over there and that was my practice car. So it has the same wheelbase within a half inch of what the C35 does. Um, and I became really comfortable with how that long wheelbase can swing and what you need to do to make it a bit more reactive because lots of people find that that long wheelbase is lazy. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just certain things with driving a sedan chassis that you need to do in order to make it snap and move um, like kind of a, these Sylvia's and, and uh, Corvettes and stuff. Because obviously with judging, like they don't want to see slow transitions. They want to see like quick rate to angles. They want to see quick transitions and like lock into that angle. Um, but I really like the Laurel chassis because they use full S15 subframes and suspension. So I have the aspect of like um, easy to get parts and I was very comfortable because I came from a, a 240SX with the SR. So that was kind of like my base and then I moved to the JZX. So then I have the best of both worlds in that chassis with the wheelbase, uh, the stability, and then also the S chassis steering that I'm quite comfortable with. Um, and then you just have these little tips and tricks that uh, kind of help that, that big body move around a bit, uh, a bit more finessed. Um, but yeah, seeing those cars move around the way they do and like how competitive they are definitely reinforced like the sedan chassis is the way I want to go. And I'm a pretty, pretty large guy. So, I mean, I just fit better in that, uh, that car than I do like, uh, and a Sylvia or something with a full cage in it. It's just a little tight. Perfect. Perfect. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> That's not too bad. Um, so 
on your team, who do you have uh, sort of working in your, your pit crew? I know that you got Boost Factory behind you. Are they coming out and giving you a hand with uh, crewing and stuff? Yeah, so Boost Factory is my title sponsor again for this year, and I'm really stoked to have them on board. Um, they're doing the full uh, RB26 bottom end swap right now and getting the chassis kind of situated for the season. Um, and they'll be coming on board for uh, the full spec D season, um, especially coming uh, with some good uh, support for the mission event, um, just with uh, the license on the line. But they're going to be at, uh, at all the events here. Um, and like we have uh, like Vitali and Colton, Walker and uh, Jordan, all coming to support um, the program. Like Vitali has been one of the main uh, builders of the car. He's the tuner of the car. He knows that thing inside and out. Yeah. So um, it's really crucial to have him on board and, and there for the events because the smallest thing goes wrong. Like I remember a mission last year, um, third year under heavy load, we were cutting out really hard and it was just a fuel pressure thing. But like we were kind of scrambling, Vitali plugged in and he was able to fix that real quick. Um, so they're, they're like a massive asset for me to have on board, um, with their knowledge, their ability to bring parts to the event. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, they'll be there for the whole season to, uh, support the car. Yeah, that's good. I'm happy you mentioned that about uh, boost factory. They're coming out and actually, you know, displaying as well at our events too. So they kind of jumped on with, as a, as an affiliate sponsor. So big shout out to them. Also, Vitaly, I mean, you talked about the S15 subframes and the suspension on the car. Uh, obviously, Vitaly was crewing with uh, Forrest Wang in FD. So does he bring a lot of that setup um, knowledge that he would have had? You know, basically, you have you that were spotting in FD Japan. You have Vitaly that crewed with uh, Forrest for a full season. And then, you know, with Forrest running the S15, all the... Uh, uh, knowledge is going in there. I think that's a really good package for you to to just make you competitive, especially seeing uh, drifting at the highest level from Japan and then throughout the U.S. So I think that's really good. Um, does he have a lot of the tricks and setup things that are helping out? Yeah, Vitaly's definitely been uh, a huge help with kind of setting up the base of the car. Um, he, he's got the set up the base alignment, and then um, I kind of find, like, I have – some slight, very particular ways I like my alignment settings, especially up front. Um, like I, I run pretty heavy toe out compared to a lot of people, um, or some people might call it a little odd, but I just like the way that the car reacts. Um, so he's great for that um, like professional background and be able to get me a good baseline. And then from that baseline, I can kind of fine tune where I feel uh, more comfortable with the chassis. So we have that good base we can always come back to. And then if I need to make adjustments, um, I can make them or he's been, he was really good with um, all the suspension with dampening and everything for trying to figure out where we can get more grip and um, without going too low in tire pressures or anything like that. And uh, he's been uh, definitely a great asset on, yeah, not only the tuning side, but that uh, the suspension setup side on uh, having definitely dealt with uh, form, uh, formula drift and forest program. Right. Um, and Forest is uh, kind of my style of drive. I really like the uh, uh, the aggressive driving, the the showy driving, uh, big wheels, big kits, stuff like that. So um, definitely, he has been uh, a huge help on board for all of that. Exactly. Uh, so, I mean, I kind of know more Boost Factory as being uh, you know more in the two JZ world. So, I mean, I know that they you know provide the block or the engine for Forest program. Uh, so how much experience do they have with the RV platform and, and why did you pick that as uh, your platform when it seems to be the UJ, the answer to the V8? Yeah, so uh, Boost Factory definitely has a good base of RV knowledge. Okay. Um, like they they do a lot of um a lot of gtrs they, there's every time i'm in there there's probably three or four rb powered cars sitting in there um i think the jz is um definitely where a strong point is for them but um they've like every time i'm in there there's srs there's subarus there's rbs and for me it's i guess going back to like um for like for me to be stoked on drifting i have to be stoked on my car and so 
like if I just had like a, a Sylvia with a LS, like, yeah, it would be great. It would run all the time. I could get parts everywhere. Like, would it make sense for a pro program more? Probably. But um, like I kind of just built the car originally when I first started, I was like a, a D1 street legal type build. I really, and where you have to keep kind of the, the original motor and like, um, I came from, from Nissan's from having R32s and like, that was one of my first drift car was a RB25 swapped R32 uh, coupe. So, um, for me, it's just like, it would be a little, a, a little, a little weird to pop the hood and see a Jay-Z sitting under there. Plus the car is designed for an RB. So the weight balance is all there. I don't have to hack up any subframes. Um, and with it being right-hand drive, the exhaust manifold is on the left mm -hmm. side with the RB. So I don't worry about any heat cooking up my brakes or anything like that. There's nothing to worry about with um, clearance for steering shafts or anything like that. Um, it just, it's supposed to be in the car. I really like RB noises. Um, I think they sound way better. I mean, SR is God's motor. It always will be, but RB is definitely right below there. Um, <laughs> so it just, it, it works for the car. It works for my style. Um, I really like RBs and I mean, the motor has been insanely reliable, especially stock bar men. Like we were pushing around like 480 at 18 pounds and during the mission event, I think we were up at like 22, 24 pounds. So, right. um, and held no problem. So I'm really excited to see what this RB26 bottom end will do and, uh, and what we can kind of, where we can kind of push with that little bit of extra power. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. I like to just joke about the, uh, you know, the SR20, it's God's motor because everybody who has one needs to have huge faith in God that they will make it through an entire event. Um, <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm in the same boat. So we have like, you know, we'll, we'll take the SR20s. I'm in the rotary gang. So we got, you know, everything rotary powered. And uh, I'm just doubling down on that stuff. I mean, people always say, let's put a V8 in it. And I'm like, let's get a three rotor instead. You know, we yeah. like the noise. We like the flames. Um, you know, it has to be insanely violent to drive to uh, make it exciting. So, you know, I'm just we don't have many of the the rbs in it and you know a good running one is also just a testament to the shop that's behind you but i mean they obviously work well there's a lot of men in japan probably more than what there is here and uh it's just neat to see i like the the variety and that's sort of the whole thing that makes drifting you know so much better than uh i guess any other sort of like spec series that they're looking at I really like to see the variety of the cars, you know, from your car, you know, making uh, a Mustang chasing you on the door look tiny beside you is, is crazy to watch, right? And those are some of the great battles that came out of Mission. Um, I'll let Tony sort of jump in. We got sort of our rapid fire questions. He likes to do those, so I'll let him take okay. over. Yeah, right. Right on. So idea here is, you know, just uh, clear your mind. Uh, just answer first thing that comes to your head. We'll try to answer or ask him as quick as we can. You got to answer as fast as you can. You ready to go? All right, let's do it. All right, buddy. <laughs> so most expensive part on your car? Uh, intake manifold. Okay. Most expensive part broken on your car? Uh, uh, transmission. Okay. <laughs> uh, dream car? Oh, um, uh, purple with white interior Lamborghini Diablo Super Veloc. Yo, nice, nice, nice. I would have given you full marks for first um, uh, logo. <laughs> it's, uh, dream motor, dream engine setup. Um, dry sump RB30. Nice, definite. Yeah, New Zealand just got stoked. Um, <laughs> uh, dream battle. If you could battle anybody in the world. Oh, um, I'd love to go up against Andy. Like sedan against sedan like i think that'd be a, a really fun one like some couple pro cars that'd be great yeah man i think, I think that would be pretty sick um best uh dream track to drive at oh i don't know i i guess comes to You've mind fuji. so <laughs> yeah i've driven nico i've driven Abyssu, i've driven a lot of tracks but i guess fuji just big speed like dump and smoke that would be sick all right that's pretty sweet um I just kind of skipped over a question. So actually two part of here. So uh hero driver, 
driver you look up to anywhere in the world? Uh, Chelsea Denofa, honestly. Right. Um, I love the attitude, Dude. love the style. Like, yeah, I was stoked to have him there last year. Yeah, man. He was, he was good. I disagree with his comments on BMWs all, all day, but yeah, no, he's good. He's all right. Um, <laughs> local driver that inspires you? Um, I mean, like, this is going to be cheesy, but you, it's the, the like, just always on track, go get him attitude, always smiling, always happy. Like, we just need more people like you in drifting, just stoked to be there. So I, was, I wasn't uh, wasn't expecting that answer, so excuse me to dog for a second. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and now, complete opposite of that, easiest battle you've had. Just, just, just rip on someone. <laughs> easiest battle I've had. Um, well, I'd have to say it'd be Carlton because I mean he took himself out, and then I just had a free for all run. So that was a pretty easy one to get through. <laughs> well, I'm hoping we'll get a rematch this season because I think that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. And then, and just uh, one final rapid fire question for you: Do you uh, use product in your mustache? Do you brush it, or are you just all natural? Uh, I make my own mustache wax, man. Yeah, we would put there you some go. product in there. <laughs> awesome, awesome. I'm not sure how to respond to I make my own mustache wax. Um, <laughs> all right. Hey, thanks for coming on. That's <laughs> where, where do we go from there? All right. So, you know, uh, coming into the 2023 season, sort of give us what your uh, schedule is looking like, events that you're going to be going to. I had chatted you with a little bit earlier and, and you said you got, you know, quite a bit on the go. Uh, you're, you're definitely making all three rounds with us. Uh, where else are you going to be going and driving? Yeah. So for sure, the, the highest priority is to make all of the rounds of spec D. Um, um, and uh, other than that, we're going to try and hit as many licensing as events as we can. Um, we're hoping to get out in, I believe it's May 13th to Kings Park Raceway. There's a, a big cash shootout uh, out in Saskatchewan there. Um, so we'd like to try and get that for like an early season event to make sure the car is going good. Um, aside from that, we're going to try and head down to uh, Evergreen to the Bardall uh, Drift Series down there um, and get some running in with a couple of those guys. They also are doing a shootout license event later this year. I believe sometime in August. I have to check the, the the schedule. I got a calendar written out, but uh, don't got it with me. But um, we're hoping to hit a couple of those events. And then anything in between, I'd really like to get just a ton of seat time with that chassis. So we're planning on trying to get down to uh, like Villain Sportsland, um, get a couple of events in there. Um, and we're, I was, I'm hoping if we got the budget to get out to New Jersey, um, a couple of my buddies out there, Rich Whiteman, um, they want me to come down and do some of the gambler events. Um, so we'd like to try and get down there, maybe do like the smaller tire series because the unlimited series, those guys are ridiculous with a couple 1500 horsepower, crazy V8 cars. Um, but get over there and, and just get some variety, start driving with a ton of different people. Like, it's great driving with the spec D guys, but, you like, I think to grow as a driver, you need to continually um, push and, like, drive with different people, different chassis, different styles to figure out what you do in each situation. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, definitely like to get down to Evergreen for, for a good few events down there. Um, and then we have uh, – I'm going back to Japan again in November for Fall Matsuri to get some uh, major seat time over there. This, this sounds like – the best thing you can do at your age in life, just burn the money. That's the best thing to do is just <laughs> enjoy, enjoy it. Enjoy it and do it. No, that sounds Someone really good. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely what I'm doing, man. I love it. Uh, work all day and burn the money love before it. I even get it pretty much. No, you know, just, that, it, it's too much fun. Too much fun. No, for sure. And I, I think, you know, just touching back a little bit on, you know, driving with a bunch of different people. That's probably been our biggest uh, – you know, high that we had over last year was seeing, you know, after, you know, two and a half years, basically, where nobody could travel. And then seeing like, you know, Spencer Casey and Carlton coming up and, and a bunch of the people from uh, John, John, don't give any of that wisdom. I don't know if you can see his. Uh, yeah, I saw it there. Yeah. there. <laughs> don't John, you paid good John. money for that wisdom. Don't give it away for free, buddy. Yeah. John, <laughs> Don't worry about it. You, you can always financially recover. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Spend money like <laughs> the government spends money with no yeah, care. We'll wait for that that's it, man. Yeah, exactly. 
No, but talking about, you know, bringing up the different drivers, I think that was uh, just a really neat thing to see. You know, we have so many of our, our veterans that have been, been here and they're changing lots of things on their cars, but kind of to see how they all stack up against, you know, uh, some of the guys that drive a lot down at Evergreen, let's say, uh, you know, like Carlton McDonald, his, his car simply built really nice V8 in there. And just like one of the best battles I saw where he was on your door and we were like, this is, this is it. Like, this is what we came to see leaving the tire marks a little bit too hard and broke a tie rod. Couldn't fix it in the five minutes, but man, what a great, uh, great thing that is. And, and just really gives you that different, uh, you know, a variety of drivers to drive against. Um, so going to Japan, um, you have a car over there, you're saying, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? I've had some people reach out to me and, and ask, you know, like, uh, you know, what do they do to get cars and, and leave them in Japan and how that works? You know, you have one there. Why don't you give me a little bit of background on it? Yeah. So, um, like I, I have the car still there from when uh, I lived in Japan for 2019 there working for power vehicles. Um, it's just a basic, um, tour V JZX 100 Mark II. It's got a two way stock turbo front mount full Kazama angle kit and a bolt and roll cage and uh, a bucket seat. Like, nothing too crazy um but it i've turned more laps in that than any physical right. car like i've done 100 laps in a day at manami just by myself on a random wednesday like it's it, it's the best um, and i recommend everyone go over there to get some seat time it nowadays it's a bit of a um a heavier initial cost to get in um it used to be a lot cheaper when obviously when cars were a lot cheaper um, mm -hmm. but the best way to do it is, um, contact power vehicles, give them a budget. Um, I mean, realistically for like a two, uh, like full one week trip of drifting, you're probably going to be looking at like 15 to 18 grand in tires, car, fuel, uh, flights, food, everything like that. Um, but I always tell people like when you're done the trip, you can resell the car you can sell it privately. Um, like there's ways to kind of recoup a bit, but the seat time that you're going to get and the stuff you're learning is well worth the money spent. Um, so power vehicles is a great way because you have the car, they have an amazing support program, uh, tire machines, everything. They got an infinite supply of Kendas there. Um, and you can just shred. Now, if that's a bit out of your budget, there's also a company called Sidex experience. Um, buddy Fausto kind of runs that, uh, that company. And so they do drift car rentals. Um, and so you can come there if you're only there for a day, you're not trying to do, I don't know, you're, you're maybe not as addicted to drifting as I am. Um, and you just want to be there for a day and experience it. They have uh, JZXs and 350Zs that you can rent there. Um, you can find them on Instagram, Facebook, um, and they're a great company as well to be able to kind of get your foot in the door at Ebisu there. Cause you do have, at any point, it's like, well, I guess Manami's down now. Manami's no longer a drift track, unfortunately. But right, you do right, have right. so many tracks available to be driving. Like, you're never too, like, no track's too busy. You can go on and off track whenever you want. Like, it is truly, like, drift heaven. It is, it's one of the craziest things. Um, so, yeah, power vehicles is what I'd recommend. Like, they have been amazing to me, um, amazing to all the customers that I've dealt with um and they store the car for you there so like i'll come back and um send them a list like a message say hey i want the car prepped they'll change all the fluids for me because it's been sitting for so long give it a once over bolt check paint mark everything um boost leak test make sure everything's good to go so when you arrive there like you grab the keys it's sitting waiting for you you start it up you go drive you go throw some tires on um right. I just saw G-Force Transmissions uh, joined. If you want to throw me a deal on a GSR, hit me up in the Plug DMs. <laughs> well, I, I, will, I will give them a, a shout out too. You know, I, I really fit the budget and I finally got a G-Force. And, uh, you know, they're the best. And now I have three. They're in all of the cars that I own. So it's really not too bad. And, yeah. you know, you, you, can't, you can't beat uh, how reliable they are. So... You know, no, we yeah. them for all of the pro cars at PV oh. and we pull them out after every event and there's not a single thing 
no, no. nothing wrong with them. They last with a 3.6 liter Jay-Z just getting thrashed on all season. Not a problem. Um, and like I said, my most expensive thing I've broken earlier, Tony, transmission. Um, those RB25 boxes just they're old, right? Yeah, um, no. So they, they're aged. Yeah. I was gonna say, in uh, in contrast to what we what we're talking about here, uh, you know, I I sprung for some uh, cool uh, fifty weight shockproof uh, oil for the uh, stock Nissan transmission. Oh. So yeah. big upgrade this season. That's that's the that's <laughs> the life man. That's shockproof. It, it All right. keeps everything alive. So what what does the uh, what does a an RB transmission go go for? Nowadays, like RB25 trans, you're looking at like 2,500 bucks, three grand, some around there. Um, and I mean, to do a full G4 swap, you're looking at probably like nine, something like that. So you'll spend it once. Yeah, yeah. Like, maybe like if, it, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe if you could like <laughs> use one from a, a, a team that's, that's upgrading or something, but um, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're looking around the 3K range. I think, I know Boost Factory still gets them brand new. Um, I can't remember offhand what they cost brand new from them, but you can still order them brand new. But at this point, it's like you're putting a stock transmission behind a car that yeah. is five times the power it came stock with. So, yeah. And, and well, you know, I'll, I'll give it up. That's probably the best investment that I made was a, was a transmission. And then you just do it once. And, uh, you know, it's very simple in any, it's a very simple bolt pattern once you actually get the adapter plates. So yeah. in a pinch, there's a ton of other transmissions that fit in if you, you know, can't get it fixed. But, you know, um, hey, anybody that's looking for a G-Force transmission and maybe doesn't want a brand new one, uh, you can always DM me on the page. I got some contacts down in the States and they're really not that bad. Uh, my last one that I got was 4,500 U.S., and might that, have to slide in your dms after this show. i'm just i'm just saying like it, it's it's definitely doable and uh th this you know it's one of those things that you know you have a race transmission behind it um you know I, obviously i know that's a lot of that's a lot of money by the time you do the exchange rate in canadian pesos to u.s dollars is uh, who knows it's like yeah. you know 80 million or something it's, <laughs> Thank, thank you. Shout out to Justin Trudeau for uh, helping us out and keeping it up. My man. That's, yeah. He's actually my inspiration. I give it out to the Canadian government. That's how I spend money, the exact same way. There's no care <laughs> and there's no budget. So um, that's what drifting needs to be. And <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, five. <laughs> well, we made it like five shows. We haven't mentioned it yet, but I was going to say the uh, financial budget actually kind of reads out like the drift tech requirement rule book for the costs involved. It's kind of neat. Um, <laughs> so that's what I'll go into. I wanted to ask something fun uh, to Tristan, though. Uh, you were, you know, quoting price RB transmission, and I'm assuming over here. Let's ask you just a few things like cost of your car in Japan versus cost of that same car here. Um, well, uh, when I got the car back in early 2019, uh, we got it from auction for like 6,200 bucks. It was a factory manual tour V car, um, already had a wide body. And like, I mean, nowadays, if you want a factory manual tour V JZX 100, um, imported into Canada, you're probably looking at twenty-eight, thirty thousand $30,000, like that. Like um stupid amounts but like when you're yeah i got for like 6200 bucks um the angle kit i got for free sponsored from kazama auto um and then it's just a lot of hours after work um in the shop keeping it alive mm -hmm. making doing all the maintenance bolt checking it all the time because yeah. i mean i snapped two rear subframes jumping minami that many times in a <laughs> row it just snapped the um links where the all the arms on the right side meet it just it, they take all the abuse but um yeah i i couldn't justify smashing up a thirty thousand dollar jzx anymore although like no. you know the laurel more than that but we smashed into walls all day but you know it's a different story with that thing that's what happens yeah <laughs> and well all three of us basically have these uh classic cars that are worth a fortune and we're just like slamming them into stuff and have no no common sense on it. If we knew then what we know now, we would have just like put it in the garage, 
wrapped it in a tarp and just uh, waited to make bank on it. Uh, we got yeah. some of the people that are watching asking questions here. What's your biggest goal for this season? Uh, definitely the biggest goal for this season is to get the Formula Drift license. Um, that has been my goal for ever since I've started doing the competition side of stuff. Um, I really want to get that license and push to do pro spec. Um, there's also some possible opportunities in the works to drive FDJ2 um, with some of the PV support there. Um, so if we can get that, that license this year, it opens up a world of opportunities for me. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, that, that's the, the biggest goal is just get that license. Excellent. Yeah, because that is that ties over. I think, you know, a lot of times people don't realize that, that it also does carry over to the Japan series as well. I mean, it's just a lot of uh, opportunity that is open. You know, it gives yeah. you a little bit of bragging rights going into it and definitely shows that, you know, you got the, the advantage of it. Uh, let me ask you, what's your thoughts on the difference between the shootout and running a series? And which one do you prefer? That's a good question, actually. Um, so, personally, I think I like running a series to get a license. Now, I like it because anything can happen in an event. Like, you can have the worst mechanical issue and, like, not expect it. You're out, and you could have been the best driver, had the best car, had the best team, and the smallest thing. Like, I remember at Mission during practice the first day, my tie rod shank had come loose and like stripped itself out. So we ended up throwing like a bolt in there from Canadian tire for the rest of the weekend, just like a whatever. And it was binding a bit, but like we made it work. Um, where like, if you have the full season, um, it's a bit more of a commitment with the travel, with the, the cost of running multiple rounds, but you have the ability to show um, that you're consistent and that it's not just kind of a fluke of, yeah, I'm good at this event or these guys fell out. And so I was able to take the win. It's over the period of all these battles, all these tracks, all these settings, I was able to reign supreme. And that I think that is kind of a better way to get it though. The shootouts are great because it's one and done. The stress is off your shoulder after that event and you can just go have fun. Yeah. Um, so there's two ways to look at it, but I really like running a series. Um, I just think it's a really fun way to do it. I like, I'm really competitive. I like watching the points. I like nerding out about that, seeing who I'm battling or if this guy's battling this guy and he wins, like what's that going to do for points for me if I win this battle or whatever. I, I just, I love that. So. Yeah, no. Well, no, I, th I thank you for that because it's, it is a big challenge, you know, obviously same, same for the series, running a series. I mean, I was thinking about it on the, on the way home from work today. I go, you know, I've been hosting series or drifting longer than I've been, uh, you know, than what I was actually driving. So, you know, until we started taking it over and, and looking after the series, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. And it's sort of that same thing. It's a lot of pressure to do a single event, but then it's over and it's done with and you're, you can just get back to the grassroots type stuff. Um, but then also like the series is great for exactly that same thing. You're saying a mission, like, you know, if you look back and you go, if you didn't have a tally there to tell you why you're, you're uh, fuel cutting in third gear, your season, you could have been done. And then you're waiting until 2024. So I think that that's, that's one of the things with the series, you know, three is obviously short. So every time, every round matters, but everybody can have a bad round. If you're at the top of the board and you have a bad round, maybe, you know, that opens it up for somebody in, you know, anyway, down to sixth place there, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, and sort of just, just looking at that, uh, grassroots driving, obviously you came out to Straddle Bash, um, and now you've driven a lot of places around the world, like you say, a ton in Japan, and you got some opportunity to drive all over. What do you think of Straddle Bash? I love Stratabash. I look forward to that event all year. Anyone who asks me like what event, like they want to come sit in the car, they want to come uh, watch a drift event. And they ask me like, Hey, what event should I come to? I'd say Stratabash. It is like my favorite event. The track is amazing. Like I'm really into the tight technical stuff. Um, and that track gives you a whole variation of that. You can really push hard. Um, the amount of cars, the, 
different styles of driving, the way it's broken up in the driving groups. Like I, I was almost like out of breath between getting out of the car. And like, by the time I could catch my breath, I would be like, like I'd see red groups up again. I'm like, Oh shit. Like Thank running around, like, okay, let's go driving. Like it was more driving yep. than I could almost physically do. Um, and yeah, like it is, it's such a good event. I look forward to it every year. I'd like to get a more grassroots car out for it so that I'm not, uh, the kind of asshole with the, the pro car and, and roasting two sixty fives all day and running away from everybody. I want to bang doors <laughs> with Tony and, and like just ha have fun and, and, uh, and maybe keep the cost down a little bit. But I mean, when you're running, I mean, all, all the other guys had their pro cars out there when you're running them all oh, yeah. together at that track, it's so much fun. It's yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots, lots to be said. You can run low horsepower at straddle, straddle bash. And then obviously when you got the big power and, and running some of those long straights and linking huge corners is such a, such an amazing thing, right? Yeah. So, you know, yeah. obviously bring up Strato Bash. We are going to be opening up spots for Strato Bash coming soon. Uh, first ones that are going to be opening, we have, we start, we, so we're going to open up three, three different events uh, coming up on March 31st. Uh, so that's Friday. We're going to be opening up our, our May 13th uh, season opener. Then we're going to do our May 19th grassroots round one, and then also open up registration for the June 10th round one of the pro series. And after we sort of get, you know, some of those first ones out of the way, we are going to be opening up the strato bash spots and we're going to be doing it much like we did last year, uh, drop it in three different, uh, three to four different drops. Gives guys a chance to uh, to get in and get their spot. Uh, again, looking for about the same number of drivers out there. And then opening up Friday night for a little bit of shenanigans and driving on the track and a little bit of, uh, of, of uh, uh, just extra track time because we thought that maybe 16 hours wasn't quite enough. We're going to add in a Friday night. Um, and we'll put out a challenge to some of the people to actually keep track of the amount of laps that you do on a weekend. I would love to have a bunch of people tracking that and we'll give away a cool prize for who can get the most laps or at least give us a number of what you can get out there. Um, yeah, so just some interesting things there. Wicked. I'm gonna let you sort of wrap it up here, Tristan, with, uh, you know, shout out to whoever you want to um, and sort of just uh, say goodbye and, and let us know how it's going. Yeah, well, I appreciate it the opportunity to be on uh, the live stream today and talk about the program and get some hype for uh, my season and for the spec D season uh, means a lot that you guys have me on. Um, and so I'd like to thank you guys for uh, having me on for putting on the season, um, all the work you do behind the scenes um, does not go unnoticed. Thanks. Um, and then I'd just like to really thank my sponsors, uh, boost factory number one, like it physically would not be able to be done without them. Um, they bust their ass to keep that car in one piece and I bust my ass to break it into multiple pieces. Um, nice. So to have it in one piece it, all the time, it is a feat for sure. So a uh, huge shout out to Boost Factory, huge shout out to Vitali. Um, I'd also really like to thank this year, uh, a couple new sponsors we have on board. Um, we have Platform Garage, um, we have Mountain Valley Auto from the Crow's Nest Pass here, um, and then we're also bringing on uh, Zestino as a smaller tire sponsor this year, swapping over to, uh, to the Zestino tires with, uh, with everybody here, um, and we've brought on Stage Wheels on board this year. Um, nice. It'll be a little sad to see the, the big chrome johnnies go, but uh, the tire guy was yelling at me, they're too hard to mount, and these things are like... 50 pounds lighter so right. we'll have uh we'll have a little bit more wheel speed there and, and a little less hopefully axle braking this year okay. um but yeah just i'd <laughs> like to thank everybody on the program everyone who supports me um everyone who buys any of my merch comes to events says hi follows me anything like that it just it really means a lot um to like have any sort of support for this dumb thing i do called drifting um so yeah it's it's just wicked and i appreciate every single one of you Excellent. Well, no, thanks for coming on again. Like we'll, we'll put uh, your Instagram and stuff in the description of this video here and for sure, you know, go follow him, follow his sponsors that uh, make drifting happen. I always say there's not, there's a lot of competition maybe behind the scenes of, you know, for shops and for their own, uh, 
you know, clientele, but any shop that's helping out a, a drift guy, definitely, you know, just give them love, give them support on online or whatever it is, because they're passionate about it. And they, uh, they're what keeps the sport alive in Alberta. So anybody that supports drifting, you know, go support them and just, uh, you know, whatever it is, they're selling stuff or something that you might want Buy local. That's what I always say. Yeah. Boost Factory's local to Calgary. They got everything yeah. you need in stock and they have a YouTube channel up now. So if you're bored, go give them a watch. Nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll have to maybe do that. Is Vitaly on there lots? Cause Vitaly, he's my jam that, uh, he's just a beautiful guy. <laughs> yeah. Vitaly is a beautiful man. You'll have to, you'll have to log on and watch for yourself. All right. and see, uh, see if he's on there. All right. So shout out so now, to Poppy. Now Vitaly. it sounds invitating. Like, that's good. That's good. Well, no, but Vitaly has been a, been a long time, uh, friend and, and just a support to the series from judging to pretty much anything that we could ever ask for. And he's just a great guy. And, you know, uh, Again, like you say, there's so many positive personalities in, in and around the pits. That that's really what, uh, what does it. You know, we're cooking to death. It's so hot in Mission last year. And yeah. everybody's just having a great time. Uh, and it's, well, it's, it, is, it truly is what, what makes, uh, you know, drifting the greatest motorsport out there. Um, all right. So I'm going to let you jump off. And I'm going to wrap up a little bit about our grassroots series coming up. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a pleasure right. having you on. Thanks. Thanks for coming on, Tristan. Answering my questions about mustaches. Appreciate <laughs> no it. Worries, man. <laughs> awesome. Well, there's Tristan for you. I mean, hey, and I guess maybe you should maybe market some of his own mustache wax, just depending on what. And I was, I was just going to ask if that was going to be part of like the merch package for this year, if you could like cruise by to his tent and uh, see about some mustache wax. But, uh, you know, maybe we'll just drop him on that one on the microphone. That's usually it's oh. the best time to bring that up. So. <laughs> Taylor, Taylor Hulls had somebody helping him with the beard game. I can't remember what his his uh, Formula Drift sponsor was for for his beard products. Taylor Hull and the Corvette down in FD. All right. Okay. I, wonder, I wonder if Tristan could actually get like a mustache sponsorship or something. That'd be kind of I don't know. I, I, think, I think that Tristan should maybe market <laughs> that. That might be one of the rich yeah, guys why not? take over drifting. Um, like I think like I was going to just weirdly to just continue the conversation about Tristan's mustache. I mean, it's, it's good enough that it deserves, I think a second wind in the show. Um, I think it's the most impressive mustache we've seen in drifting since I think Colton Ryan, since he brought his stash in 2016, maybe. Cause I know he shaved it off shortly after. So it's like been the most best mustache. Since. All right. So maybe that's what I'm going to actually end up doing. I mean, uh, We'll, we'll try to find the most beautiful mustache. It'll be something that we give an award for. So we got quite a few, like I was, you know, out there at uh, Stratobash, you know, it's a lot of guys that are, you know, they, they've got the mustache as long and curly. Pretty, it gets it, pretty grizzly, grizzly out there. It, 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 <laughs> it's a thing. Um, so I had some people asking sort of just on our, on our private, uh, <laughs> Jesse, Jesse with always the comments, eh? There's another guy with just, you know, I don't know. Give it we up gotta to get Shred, the meme uh, lord on here next time, I think. Yeah, just like that'll be fun. <laughs> well, yeah, Tristan, yeah. Okay, well, Tristan, since you're still <laughs> watching, I think you need to come up with your like own, uh, mustache yeah. wax as a product that you can sell. Uh, you know, we'll throw it up in the merch uh, trailer at the Spectre yeah. events. Um, sort of talking yeah, we'll about too. Uh, so, you know, our Grip Royal first shipment has uh, has shipped out already so we should be getting those soon so expect to see those up on the new website as well so again friday that if, you, if you need a model for that i'm i'm available i got somewhere i could put one <laughs> yeah I, I you know i had lots of people asking if they can just like you know i can hook yeah. them up with one but you know like you know we are going to be selling them to help you know fund this whole thing <laughs> called that's drifting right in Western canada um but just sort of going back we're going to be opening up our, our May 19th is going to be our first actual event that we're having out of Rad Torque um, for the grassroots competition. Just clarify a few things on it. Um, we're going to be allowing uh, pro cars in, no problem at all. They're going to be running uh, against some of our regular Thursday night guys and some of our other grassroots guys from last year. Um, and if you have a question, anybody that's watching has a question about competing in it, hit me up on it. Um, you can find me just message the page here and we'll sort of go through it what our power levels are on whether you need a cage 
And then basically how we're going to be running it and I'll sort of just let it out there. So guys don't get the idea that it's just going to be the, the pro guys stomping all over, you know, somebody in their, in their stock BMW power car, that's, you know, out there to have fun. It's, it's not like that. What we're going to be doing is the number of registrations that are pro drivers will go on one side of the bracket. And then the other side of the bracket is going to be more of our grassroots style drivers. And both of them will go down. So they actually, you, you compete against your own side of the bracket until you get to the finals. Then the finals of each side will be battling each other out. And we've seen some great, great battles out there where, you know, maybe some lower horsepower cars really took it to them and, and can really hang and, and drive well. You know, it just depends on the layout that we choose to run out of Rad Torque. But it is going to be a great time. And again, thanks to our sponsors. Uh, I'm going to just shout them out. All of our local ones. You know, you got Pulse RV, Heartland Ford, JB's Power Center. You know, those are our local ones here in Edmonton. So if you need anything, uh, you know, all your camping supplies, anything like that. A new truck to pull your uh, tow rig around, Heartland Ford over there has just been a big big sponsor of us and been with us for well, i think it's coming on five years now that they've been sponsoring yep. the series jb's power center into fourth year with us uh they carry so many good products um you know and drift drift specific stuff so anything from you know energy seats and wheels and stuff like that they have all that over there safety equipment uh huge selection of zamp product so if you are looking for any safety stuff uh helmets, uh, neck restraints, anything like that to get into the pro series, make sure you hit them up, support them. Uh, Boost factory, we got fish racing and then a big ones coming out. Uh, we're going to touch on a little bit more next week. We're going to be having Conrad Ganson on talking a little bit about what he's going to be bringing to the series next year. I think he's actually dropping that on April 1st. He's going to be dropping his new car that he's been working on and a little bit more about that. But sort of I in thought relation. it was a factory, John. Yeah, I don't know. Well, don't mess with him, man. He's got that old man strength. Um, yeah. You know, we'll, we'll give it out if John's still watching. I mean, you can remember when they arm wrestled for the final license. That's uh, right. They were tied right. points, and it was just, uh, it was no just crushing. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. I don't think I've actually seen John Bernstead smile since. Like, I was pretty – it was crushing. Was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. All right. So, no, we saw him smile since. Uh, John Byrne. Yeah, <laughs> come on, he cheated. How was that? John wasn't ready. Yeah. Uh, John was actually smiling the most when he was driving against Regan down at EIR and uh, just driving in his door the entire lap. So that's usually what makes John happy. And I think, you know, if you haven't seen him smile as much, it's because he needs to be out drifting and not judging right mm. <laughs> so i think next <laughs> i think next week we're going to try to have conroy on and if we can uh, twist his arm beat him in an arm wrestle we'll get john bernstadt to jump in as well talk a little bit Perfect. about judging and um you know his favorite battles his least favorite battles uh the strongest battles and the weakest battles um i didn't even ask him his favorite interview too because i've uh, i make a good point of interviewing john bernstead here and there as he is always a good interview <laughs> so okay. see which see which one he really really likes <laughs> all right now that we got sidetracked with john and we're yep. just reading him in the comments so if you're seeing that um <laughs> that's what sidetracks us and we're we're drifters we have a short attention span i think but Yellowstone Racing is hugely supporting uh, Conroy's new build. Uh, it's sort of in conjunction with the Spec D series. So Yellow Speed is also going to be one of our main sponsors this year. Uh, great coilovers. I mean, you look at Tristan's car. Do they have coilovers for that? Yes, they do. So if you have a weird sort of off-the-wall unique build that you're looking for coilovers for, uh, Yellow Speed Racing is definitely going to be one of those that you're going to want to, you know, check out. Uh, Energy is going to be sponsoring the series as well. They're coming on uh, just with some product uh, support for us and stuff like that. So you'll be seeing a lot of this coming up in the car that Conroy's building. And hopefully we can chat about that well next week. Um, so yeah, again, just be watching for it. We will make a, an Instagram announcement when our new website is live on the 31st. Um, bear with us. Obviously, we are starting something new, and, and if there's any issues with it, you know, 
we'll work it out. But those are the first three events that we're going to be releasing. So it's our season opener in conjunction with Stratotech. That's going to be out of Stratotech uh, on May 13th. And we're basically out there all day long with bikes, uh, open wheel cars. They got carts out there now, uh, some time attack. And then again, us drift guys, which bring in the fans. And we always win the most fans that come out to watch drifting because, well, it's exciting and we give you ride-alongs. And we are actually just burning money out there. Every set of tires that you see us burn is, you know, north of, uh, you know, $200. So you got to feel bad for the guys out there. So you got to come up and cheer them on. And then we are, are releasing also uh, the May 19th, the first round of grassroots. So that's going to be huge. We're going to be basically taking over the uh, Rad Torque Raceway. Yeah, we know it's a Friday, the long weekend, but the holidays on Monday. So come up Friday hang out with us. Uh, we're going to have food trucks out there. Great drifting. We'll open it up for some ride-alongs. If uh, any of my cars are running, we'll be giving ride-alongs. You know, if they're not, we won't. <laughs> Fingers crossed, right? All the cars seem to be going well right now. And then also we're going to be opening up our, the first round of the pro competition. We got lots of drivers that want to get in, but this, this, it's important to register early for the June 10th round. Uh, really to get us locked in, we got to get your numbers sorted. We have to make sure that you're all up to safety tech and stuff like that. So we just want to get you sorted. So if you are considering driving in the pro series, make sure that you're on our, this weekend, coming onto the website, uh, grabbing your spot for the June 10th round and uh, should be a really good time. Uh, always exciting. We're going to have some new products up on there. So, you know, like I say, over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be adding in the Grip Royal steering wheels. These are our, our pro logo steering wheels. So we got just a limited selection of different colors, all with the Specti logo, Grip Royal, a good partnership going there. And then we're also going to be adding on the Element Fire Extinguishers, which the series is, uh, you know, uh, seller of. So we partnered with uh, Element Fire Extinguishers to, you know, save cars from burning down to the ground. Anything you want to sort of close out with there, Tony? Yeah, uh, just want to remind everybody, like I said, start of the show, uh, one week closer to drifting. So make sure you're getting uh, getting started now. Uh, you know, get those uh, covers off, pull them out of the garage, dig them out of the snow if there's still any left on top of it. Get the fluids changed, get the fab done. Don't uh, leave it to last minute to your fab guy. They don't like that. Um, yeah, just get ready, man. Like, uh, I mean, I'm making good progress on my readying, Sean. I hope you are as well. Um, to just all the drift uh, boys and girls out there, you know, very excited to see you on the track soon. You can tell it's getting closer because these chats are getting sillier and sillier, but there's nothing wrong with that. It's drifting and it's for fun. Um, so yeah, no, just very excited to see everybody uh, very soon. Uh, I think it's like what if I do a quick count: one, two, three, four. Five weekends away. That's five, rough. Week, five yeah. weekends away. Yeah. And we do start out our Thursday nights out at uh, Rad Tour. First Thursday in May, we're going to be out there. Hey, I see Four Cruising joined in. Uh, good to see you. We have you on next week. Be ready to reveal the car in uh, live form and talk about, uh, you know, what makes you click. And he will be the first person that we have on that's in the Western Canadian Motorsports Hall of Fame for drifting. So we're pretty stoked on that. Um, nominations are also open on that if anybody's looking to uh, to jump in and nominate their favorite person in the field of drifting. It'd be cool to get another one in there. Um, I, I'm, I'll throw a <laughs> suggestion out there. Um, I still claim uh, Rob Parsons as Western Canadian. So since his roots started down the Lethbridge area and from fab work to everything, everyone who knows uh, Chair Slayer on Instagram knows he's Alberta born. So I think he'd be a great addition to the, the Hall of Fame. I've nominated him. So if some more people jump in there, throw a nomination behind him, it would be really great to, uh, to see him recognized for all the work that he does, you know, in drifting. Mm -hmm. uh, cage kits, all, all that is, is really good. And, you know, we couldn't be more proud of him for his heritage and drifting with us back in the day. And, uh, you know, just, just all the great things that he's done on that. Um, yeah. So any, anything else to sort of close it off with there, Tony? Uh, no, that's,
that's uh, about it for me on my side. Just uh, got to reiterate, just excited to start working on your car now so you don't get caught out by the first few weeks and uh, see everybody on track soon. All right. Thanks a lot. I'll let you say goodbye and I'll close you out. All right. Glad to keep your stick on the ice and we'll see you soon. Well, I don't know if that's a more Canadian send-off than you can get is put your stick on the ice. So, and I, if you're not a hockey fan, you're watching this from somewhere else, then, hey, I guess I guess that's it. But, yeah, um, just everyone be ready for, for us to be opening up. Say, Like I say, the first Thursday in May, we start out at Rad Torque, and we host Thursday night drift events out there. They're a huge sponsor of the series as well, Rad Torque Raceway, so – they uh, provide us like just a safe facility to do all of our, our silly stuff out there. And it's been really good. Um, and just, it's going to be a busy week with uh, all the things coming out on, on the website and, and just the events that are opening up. So really hope to see you guys out of the track soon. And next week, again, we'll be on here at seven o'clock. I hope not to be late. And we will have Conroy Ganson on from Four cruising talking about his, new build that he has and uh, maybe just hopefully giving us a little show around on it. All right. Thanks for watching everybody. And we will talk to you soon.